Hello everyone, it's Julie Story. Welcome back to another episode of my podcast. Today I'm doing something a little bit different. I'm doing a get ready with me kind of chat, coffee conversations. I'm actually in the middle of getting ready right now. Well, I just started getting ready. I mean, I just started this podcast and I'm putting cream on my face right now. So like that's that's the middle of getting ready, right? I'll be ready in like five minutes, it's fine. No, I just thought it'd be um, really fun just to kind of like talk through my getting ready process, but also... I want to talk to you about some brands that are worth following. Now, the reason I chose this topic today is because since I'm a brand specialist, I am always studying what people are doing in their brands, what's relevant, who's interesting, who's not. I'm constantly looking at what brands are doing because I just, I'm obsessed. Like I literally am obsessed with branding across the board all day long, every day. And if you know me at all, I talk a lot about Gary Vee in my business because he's the bomb.com. But he talks about how now more than ever, it's so, so, so important to have a personal brand. It's so relevant. So I thought, you know what? I'm just going to put it all out there and you can kind of listen while I'm getting ready. Right now, I'm actually putting <laughs> Revlon Color Stay Concealer on my face because my foundation no longer matches my face. The reason why is because I live in Florida and um, during the summer, apparently this year, the first time ever in my life, I got a slight tan because I'm used to being the fairest of them all. So I have this super bright white, like the most porcelain foundation color you can imagine. Like if you're standing in front of the foundations, you just go all the way over to the left and the lightest one that looks like it's for like snow white that's the color of my skin but it's not that color these days because apparently i went out and played basketball too many times with my kids and my face is now one shade darker than my foundation don't you hate it when that happens it's just like oh i don't want to go buy another foundation because it's just about to be winter and my skin tone is going to go right back to being pasty pale so in any case so i'm brushing on my foundation as this week so let's talk about some brands that are worth following noteworthy and I gosh I love brands so much that I like have background history let's start off with one of my number ones one and I told Andre that when we got married I said listen um, I'm in a committed relationship already and it's with some of these brands I'm going to tell you about we're we're together we're committed it's a long-term thing and you're just gonna have to you know kind of deal with the fact that there's other relationships in my life Andre wasn't too happy about that, especially because uh, he's not a huge coffee fan and my bae is Starbucks. And I feel like, I feel like such a basic, <laughs> I feel so basic right now. Like I, I'm that girl that's like, oh my gosh, lattes. Yeah, that's me. Uh, that's completely and totally me. And one of the reasons that I love them so much is because I think their lattes are awesome. That's first of all, I think that their product is great. But I started doing some research on their their brand and I got to know kind of the backstory of Howard Schultz. Really interesting story. Like I, I didn't know until I started studying like Simon Sinek and the why behind the brand. The brand. And Howard Schultz actually started, um, he started Starbucks with this idea in mind, this um, inner vow, I guess you could say, that he made when he was seven years old. And it came, he made this inner vow because his dad was actually 
Um, his, his dad actually fell. He was a diaper delivery salesman and he actually fell. And so Howard, as a young kid, saw his dad not be able to work. And he saw the financial strain that it put on his family. And so he made this inner vow and he said, if I can ever do something to help other people, I, that's what I want to do. And so he built this company around this mission and vision that they're not in the coffee business selling to people. They're in the, the people business selling coffee. And I just thought, oh my gosh, like I love that because I just love that relational element. And it's, it was so cool because I read this book called The Starbucks Experience and he was talking about, they were talking about kind of the different things that Starbucks does. It's a little bit different. Um, and by the way, am I getting ready process right now? Like don't mind the ASMR that shows up randomly in this podcast as I'm like trying to get my brushes together. I just got to the step of eyebrows. <laughs> If you watch any of my YouTube videos or any of my stories ever, eyebrows and I have not had a great relationship. Uh, we've really struggled. We, um, we try really hard to, um, you know, just make my face look like not a clown. I mean, that's really what I'm going for every day is the least amount of clown I could become. That's what I want to be. So that's what I'm working on right now is my eyebrows. And great, of course, right in the middle of the podcast, Lucy's like, I need to go outside. So here's my door opening. I told you it's going to be like ASMR. This is great. We're just going to roll with it. That was my door opening. So, okay. So eyebrows, this is what I'm working on right now. This Howard Schultz, going back to Howard Schultz. Isn't it amazing how much women can multitask? <laughs> Andre is always like, babe, what in the world? Like you're always in 500 different directions. Like, no, babe. This is why I can rock the babies, put them on my hip, cook dinner, hand make costumes from scratch do my makeup and read a book at the same time it's fine we're just gonna go with it so all right so Howard Schultz so he made this inner vow and um he decided that that's the way that he was gonna run his business so the little details that were talked about in the Starbucks experience book they range from kind of the story behind why they write the names of the customers on cups and all those different things that if you didn't know, if you didn't know the heart behind the brand, you might just see that as an arbitrary decision, but it's not. And that's the, that is, I think that's one of the things that interests me so much about brands is that everything is psychology and relationship and um, really intentional when you have a brand that's running very well. Like when you have a brand that is doing a great job, they're not just making random decisions. It's not a mistake that when you walk into certain stores, there's different displays that are up front, not only for psychology's sake, but also uh, communication and the way that they set up the stores and the way that they merchandise. Like all of it has an intention behind it which leads me to one of my favorite brands of all time of all time like this is like I'm gonna fangirl right now <laughs> I don't fangirl um one of my favorite brands of all time brands worth following is Oprah now I I have run into some people in my day that aren't huge fans of Mama Oprah and I don't get it I'm like are you kidding me right now like this was Oprah was on every single day in my house I remember my grandmother when she was painting out in her garage every you know and we'd go over and visit Oprah was in there she was on every day and my mom watched Oprah every day like I grew up with Oprah in my living room like 
she was it. And then as I got older, I started, you know, really having an understanding that she has huge value for self-awareness and all these amazing things, which makes her brand so incredibly interesting and powerful because she built it all based on her heart. And in studying brands and studying studying kind of her history and just like listening, like if you ever need an emotional pep talk, I mean, seriously, just YouTube, like morning inspiration, put on Mama Oprah and you will just get rocked because she just has so much like interesting wisdom and she's given so many different like keynote speeches. It's really extraordinary just to listen to the things that she has to say. But why I love her as a brand is because she says that everything in my brand comes from my heart and that's who she is. She is her brand. And having a personal brand myself, it is really amazing to watch other leaders do it so well. Like she just doesn't have any scandals or any of these other like crazy things that, you know, you you hear about different celebrities. Like she just is extraordinarily um, intentional about like everything that she does and she makes her decisions intentionally and um even when you look online like at her social media and things like that like she's very very she has a purpose so she's very um specific about the things that she's doing and she's not doing and I think that that's amazingly brilliant not only that but she has this really cool uh way of understanding that her purpose is so much bigger than her celebrity or how much money that she's making and to me that's just like brand goals like that is it like when it comes down to like helping people and giving something back to people that like that's the purpose I've always said this like influence is given to you for like other individuals it's not it's not given to you so that you can like build this stage and feel like I'm amazing and like I was talking to Andre about that last night like our just like late night convos I'm like I just want to keep building something that gives back to other people like that is the point it's not just to build to build or to build to you know build this empire that's pointing itself it's really just to build to give back to other people and sometimes giving back means you're making people laugh um by describing the fact that your eyebrows look awful right now (laughs) which is what mine look like right now (laughs) oh man I wish you could see it it's bad I just I just feel like if I keep like going over them and just like keep drawing around them they're gonna get better and they don't they they just keep getting worse so we're gonna have to move on to the next one okay so the next one is again like I feel so I just feel basic (laughs) like I'm that girl that's like everybody else but I but no like really like I've taken time to like think about this I'm not just like a fangirl because I'm a fangirl but I am a fangirl so the other brand worth following is Target I feel like I have a little bit more behind the scenes input about Target because that was actually my first job ever. I got a job as a cashier at Target and I loved it. I was like 15 or 16 years old and I was working as a cashier and um, it was awesome. I really loved doing it. I thought it was fun. It was really interesting to see different what different people bought. I'll never forget uh, this one lady came in and 
generally when people are buying different things, there's kind of a limit. Like they, like they'll, I mean, if you got one full cart load, even at Target back then, it, it was like, okay, yeah, that's, I mean, that, that will happen. But this lady had two overflowing carts. And as a 16 year old, I, I just really wanted to know what is the cool life that you're living that you have two overflowing carts and she was really um she was dressed really cute and looked really well to do and I was like you know what what do you do like what's going on because her cart was just full of the best the best of home decor from forever ago and I was just like drooling over her cart she's like oh I'm an interior designer and I was like really and at the time I'm in graphic design school and I was like really oh my gosh what's that like like I'm just asking her all these questions as a as an inquisitive 16 year old and she's like oh well you know my clients like they um you know they pick out the styles and then I go shopping and then anything that they don't like you know I bring back and I was like oh my gosh this is I how do I get this job like literally how do I get this job right now because I just want to shop for people like that's all I want to do I just want to shop for people so I didn't become a personal shopper designer obviously we know that and I didn't become a makeup artist yet. I'm, I'm still working on my mad makeup skills. I'm blending my shadow right now. There always comes a point where I look at what I'm doing with my shadow and I start thinking, what the heck am I doing with my life right now? Because it just, for some reason, it always looks muddy. It always looks like, did you blend with your eyes closed? That kind of thing. And, you know, nobody ever says anything because they're nice. But I, I, right around this point, I consider quitting every time. It's just like I've got four shadows that I'm desperately trying to blend together, just doing my cardio of sweeping this the blend back and forth. And I'm using Jaclyn Hills palette, which I love, but um, my Morphe brush, for some reason, it feels like... Um, not as soft as it used to. I don't know if it's because Lucy chewed on it. I don't think that that's why. I think it's just something else other than my dog got to my brush. But in any case, so Target was my first job. I love Target. One of the reasons that I love Target is because I learned a lot when I was there. Just kind of about their their background and their take on their competitors and they they do a lot for their guests so they call their customers guests I don't know if you've ever been there and you've noticed that somebody else who who calls like who always says certain things is um Chick-fil-a they always say my pleasure and it always makes me feel good when they say I even know I know it's coming and it's always like oh okay thank you but um Target calls their their customers guests they always call them guests and they they do a really amazing job of getting to know their ideal client they they really try and get into the mind and hearts of what their ideal client wants again they're um their company and the way that they run and the leadership that they run their company it's very people driven it's very ideal client driven and even when I worked there they um, they talked about kind of how wide the aisles are and how the store is lit up a certain way and to me that stuff is just so fascinating because again when you're walking through the store you're not thinking oh a team of people actually made 
these choices in order to make me feel like a queen. But there is, there's an entire team of people who do this for us. And I just am very appreciative of that because it makes my Starbucks, my Starbucks, my Starbucks experience inside of Target that much more enjoyable. (laughs) Because not only do I love Starbucks, but I also love that there's a Starbucks in Target because I'm that person. Oh my gosh, it's so ridiculous, but I love it. So when working at Target, they did a lot just to like um, let their their guests know that they're valuable and that, you know, like they'll go way out of, the, out of their way. So they have those red phones. I don't know if you've seen those at Target, but it's like a really huge deal to them that they get to their customer before 60 seconds. I mean, it's it, they, they talk about that a lot just in, in my experience of being on the floor too because I actually quit Target, went to college, and then went back to Target. And my work experience there, I, I loved it every time. It was so great. But they, they take a lot of time in their team leadership meetings to just talk about, hey, like if somebody picks up that phone, we need to get to them. And that's like that's the, kind of like one of their brand experiences is – making sure that they're taking care of people because I don't know about you, but it is really frustrating when you're walking around a store for an obnoxious amount of time before you cave in and ask for help. And with Target, you don't have to feel shame because they they really do enjoy making sure that their, their uh, guests are taken care of and that's why the phones are there. So we actually went there this last week and we were looking for um, we were looking for a bathroom scale. I know I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm hesitant to admit that just because, you know, like that's not the fun stuff that you want to buy at Target. You want to like, you want to hear from somebody that they're buying home decor. You want to hear from someone they're buying pillows. You want to hear from someone that they're buying a trinket that they did not know that they needed from the dollar spot. I mean, that's the fun stuff to buy at Target, but we were there for like the grown up thing of a scale so that we could, um, you know, hold ourselves accountable to not just eating cookies every night. So that's what we were there for. And we couldn't find it because obviously um, we, <laughs> we apparently were distracted by I don't know what else. Oh, Andre wanted to go to the baby section. This is a sidebar. Andre's favorite section at Target is the baby section. And like, we're not there right now. Like, calm down, everybody. Calm down. But he loves, and it's so cute because he just like goes through and like touches all the little like onesies and stuff because Target has the most adorable baby section of all time. Like everything there is just like so cute. So we were in the baby section distracted and apparently in, this is shocking, in the maternity baby section, they don't have scales. Because at that, when you're in that season of your life as a woman, the last thing that you need is a scale. (laughs) That is the last thing that you need. I'm really surprised though in the baby section they don't have like just a just a chocolate vending machine or like you know just like those little extra like facial masks or something like that or just like somebody handing you $100 bills. Like I'm not really sure why they don't have those things in the baby section. I probably need to call the Target merchandising department and just let them know, hey, listen, you're missing out here on some impulse buys because let me tell you what pregnant women want. Um, they want to be told that, there's pr- that they're pretty. So if you could just set up a few Target team members 
just standing right there near the newborn clothes and just every woman that walks by just like oh my gosh you look so good you look so beautiful look at how beautiful you your sales would automatically increase so that's that's something that I think needs to happen just from a branding standpoint and I'll just make sure that they know I'm a branding expert as well so that they know that you know, these suggestions are brilliant and uh, there's a lot of clout to them. So there's, um, there's, not, there's not people currently doing that and I think there should be. So we got distracted in the baby section, picked up the Fred phone within, it was so funny because I picked it up and I was just going to like ask the operator, but it like sent me to their like, you know, a team member will meet you here in 60 seconds. Again, these are not random these are not random things that Target just is like one day, hey, we we just need to have, you know, a phone here to help people. No, these are intentional strategies so that people feel cared for at Target. And I sure did because within, it was probably 10 seconds, there was somebody standing right there. And Andre like jumped back because she just like kind of came out from around the corner. She's like, hi, how can I help you? And Andre like jumped back and he was like, Oh my gosh, that was so fast. She came out of nowhere. And I was like, yeah, because Target's the bomb. <laughs> so we found uh, we found the scale. And I think that's all we bought that day. Oh, we bought a necklace for Laylee for her birthday, but we got a scale. So Target is another one of those brands I'm just like, oh, obsessed with. Let me tell you another one. Okay. And Andre doesn't get it. That's fine. It, it's okay. It doesn't... It. It only hurts me because I know in the end it's hurting him. So I'm obsessed with Apple products. Apple is one of those companies that I, um, at first, when I first heard about Apple computers was when I was in design school and the entire computer lab was Mac. And I freaked out. (laughs) I was like what what are these machines what are these robots that i have to learn how to work with and it wasn't very long before i was like i can never go back now it's like it's the difference between georgetown cupcakes and walmart i don't know if you ever had a georgetown cupcake before it is the cupcake of all cupcakes it's the cupcake that's on the show georgetown cupcakes on tlc um which by the way let me pause my Uh, cupcake talk to let you know what stage I'm at in the getting ready I'm at the liner stage I um I've already messed it up don't worry I'm doing my liner using black um black eyeshadow because I ran out of liner because I have an 11 year old who just discovered wet winged eyeliner and now I don't have any but ironically she got some for her birthday and left me with nothing so I'm just painting on my liner with a uh, small little brush. I'm actually using uh, Make It Last setting spray to wet the brush and then dipping it in. But anyway, back to Apple. So um, when when I first started using the computers, it was kind of crazy. And then I learned how to do it. And now I can never go back. And then we went on to Georgetown Cupcakes. So these cupcakes are so amazing. I first tried them because one of my clients that I built her website, she sent them to me as a thank you. And when I ate these cupcakes, I can I my life radically changed. I mean, I was I was like 
how have I lived my whole life without these cupcakes? Probably the reason why is because it costs $50 for 12 cupcakes to be shipped. And let me tell you, it's the only thing as an adult I've ever bought on Black Friday. Ever. In the history of my life, the only thing that I buy on Black Friday is boxes of cupcakes that I that I have shipped to me because I they're at times they're like, you know, $25, $30 to get a whole box. And I would just like I would just like, oh, my birthday's at the end of January, shipping them in January. Like I just would buy, like I was like, oh, my dad's birthday is in December. My sister's birthday. Like I just bought obnoxious amounts of cupcakes. And I, I'm not even upset about it because there is very little greater joy in life than opening the door and seeing a box of Georgetown cupcakes. This, this probably could have been another brand. This, this is like, I went off on a tangent here of this other brand. They are so incredibly good. And like, you know, in those mom's groups where everyone's like, Hey, I need to get a gift for my boss. or I need to get a gift for my neighbor. Every time I'm just like Georgetown cupcakes. Like that's the only like brand that I market for gifts because they're just so they're that good. They are that good and so worth it. So, um, so when I, so when I started using Mac computers, it was like a Georgetown cupcake. It was like, I can't ever, I can't ever look at life any different again. Like I can't look at life the same way because now forever I am a Georgetown cupcake babe. I, I have been converted and we, um, we actually talk about life and love in terms of cupcakes, in terms of Georgetown versus other things. So when we talk about relationships with Laylee and Kai when they grow up, we talk in terms of um, do you want a Georgetown cupcake person or do you want a Walmart cupcake person? Because those are very different um, think you want to, you want to hold out for the best is really what we're trying to say. You don't just want empty calories of an individual to date. You really want the best of the best and Georgetown is the best of the best. So when I went on and, and found Mac, I was like, I can't ever go back. And what's really ridiculous is even though I'm a brand, like, I feel like I'm a brand ambassador. I need to be a brand ambassador for all these brands. I'm not. This is hashtag unsponsored for all this. It's just stuff that I really, really love. And not, it's not even just because of the product, because at the end of the day, you can have a really great product and really crappy brand experience. And it doesn't even matter. Like it doesn't make it, it, it will not make up for the greatness. Like you have to have both working together. And with me and Mac, there have been very specific instances where I had SOS dramatic situation happening. One of them was I was teaching an Instagram class at my house and I woke up, I was plugging the computer into my TV and suddenly for whatever reason, like my, my desktop just wouldn't show up and it was showing like an extremely old, um, like desktop like photo and I started freaking out I'm like oh my gosh like did did something happen that it like it reverted back to like an older version and so I called um I actually called the 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 support line and I talked to somebody and I was having people show up in like 40 minutes and I was not even 
remotely ready. Like I was no hair, no makeup, and I was teaching a class in 40 minutes. So when the guy got on the phone, I was like, this is an emergency. <laughs> like I need my computer to work immediately. And he was like, um, so there's nothing really wrong. Like he just fixed it and there was nothing really wrong. I had like changed a setting by accident. It was one of those things that was totally my fault. And he was so gracious about it. He didn't even make me feel bad. He didn't even make me feel bad. And I was like, oh, great. So he fixed it. I got it fixed in five minutes and, you know, started working on the hair and makeup and just did like a five minute face. So it was like crisis averted. There was another time that I had um, an issue. And it's so funny. I'm, Andre would be like, see, look, you're talking about all these issues with Mac. That's why I don't like Apple because of all these issues. No, no, because that's not like Apple doesn't have problems. It's just like, it's just life, you know, things, things break down. So you just, you it's fine no, no it's fine like I, I had the computer and it wasn't like loading properly and so for three days for hours a day I was on the phone because um you know you know when you're a boss babe and you're working really hard and the computer's like hey it's time to update your computer and you're like I'll do it tomorrow I'll do it tomorrow and you just never do it it turns out if you do that for a number of years, the computer operating system gets really outdated and suddenly everything that you need to work just stops functioning and, and pretty much the computer is like, girl, we, we gave you a warning about this a long time ago and you, you chose to ignore us, so uh, we're just going to shut down. Um, and that's what happened. So it, it wasn't really Mac's fault. It was really more so mine. In any case, they, um, they, they were so gracious and like talking to me for three days and like joking with me. And it was, um, it was great. So I love the brand experience of Apple. I love how innovative they are, that they're, um, gosh, their, their advertising on their website is just like, it always blows my mind. I use them a lot when I'm teaching various courses or when I'm talking to my clients about writing because when you go on their website, they do this amazing thing that always blows my mind. They pair images so extraordinarily well with text on their website. The average person probably wouldn't notice this, but you know, I'm extra, so and I'm a branding, and I write, so it's I can't not notice it. When you go on their website, they show you a photo of the product, and then they show you words that they want you to think about the product. So I'll give you an example. They'll say things like, they showed a MacBook Air recently, and they said, light years ahead. So it was um, light, and then it had a period, and then it said years ahead. This is brilliant storytelling and marketing. Like, I'm just like, my jaw is dropped. I wish I would have like been there to like hear these executives talk about how they're like, because what they did was they told you what to think about the product and they did it so brilliantly. So they said light because it's a MacBook Air and it's light. And then they said years ahead because it um they're very innovative and that's like their why and that's what they're all about is being innovative and like thinking about what you're going to need before you need it and then light years ahead is again a play on that like thinking ahead i was just i was just like done i was like oh my gosh i can't even believe that this is like their branding strategists are just like geniuses i'm like this is this is awesome so it's not just that the product is awesome and then they have this super cool thing you need to look this up because I didn't even know this was happening. Over um, the last 
little bit of summer, I believe. We're trying to look for free things to do with the kids around town. We found out that at the Apple Store, they teach free classes for kids on making songs, using GarageBand, or like making movie trailers. So we we signed them up online, we took the kids, and we all four of us just took this class on like how to make a movie trailer. It was so much fun. I'm like, Apple, you did, Apple. Apple, you did it again. Like, you got me. Boo, I got you. You got me. We're we're in this together. Like, <laughs> you are my brand worth following. Like, oh, I love everything that they do. They just I they're in a, I love them. They're they're just awesome. So, okay, let's see what other brands that I love right now. I am I am continually obsessed with brands that are stepping outside of the box as far as things that we've seen before or just trying to uh, innovate, really. I mean, just really being creative with the way that they, you know, tell stories and the way that they uh, communicate information. And this next one, it's not necessarily a brand that I like have followed before, but I just... I saw this one advertisement and I was like, they are doing it right. Like they are, they are story selling. And to me, it is so incredible that companies are, are like, they're actually sharing stories in order to connect to ideal clients in a way that just historically wasn't the case. I mean, if you imagine when our parents were younger, the... (laughs) The things that were going on in advertising, like, I don't know if you've ever come across those BuzzFeed, like, uh, advertisements about, like, women, like, the the ads where they're like, oh, women need to be uh, in the kitchen, all this stuff. Like, I can't even believe this was a thing. Now, millennials would, like, absolutely lose their mind if they ever saw a company advertising. This is where you need to be, woman. You need to be standing in the kitchen and cooking. That's your place. And you need to make sure. Have you seen that article? from forever ago it's like you need to make sure the house is clean when your bae gets home and you need to make sure the kids are put together and I'm thinking are you kidding me I can't even get them to stand and look at me for a Instagram photo like what what part of crazy did these moms have to go through that they were like your dad is coming home you need to go put on a dress are you are you are you kidding me right now I can't even get them to like dress up for like photo shoots. They're not going to go change their clothes because Andre's coming home. Forget the ridiculousness of like the expectation of women. Whose children were these that were actually obeying this? Because my kids are not those kids. I don't know if I'm doing something wrong or something really right, but no, they don't wear what I tell them to wear. I talk about this too. The Instagram moms right now that most most of my friends that have these little kids on Instagram, it's so cute. Their clothes always match and it's great. I'm a 31-year-old with a 12-year-old and a 10-year-old. How often do you think that I get a say in what my children are wearing? Never. So I see my, my Instagram is full of these moms, these boss babe moms that are like my age and they have these adorable little kids and it's just like scroll after scroll of like cute outfit matching here. Oh my gosh, me and, you know, mommy and me outfits. And I'm thinking the mommy and me outfits that are going on right now is my daughter sneaking into my room and stealing my clothes. That is the mommy and me moments that are going right now on right now that I'm driving my daughter to school and I look down. She's wearing a pair of my shoes because I'm the size of a 14 year old and she's 12 
And I, I just had to tell her, hey, would you mind asking before you wear my shoes to school? Because, you know, you're going to be running around a PE and those are obviously fashion sneakers. Those are not running around at school sneakers. So yeah, so that's all going on. But I love that these, that there are brands that are just being so innovative with their marketing. So I saw this commercial recently. And again, like it's not necessarily a brand that I would talk about or that I have any connection to. But when I saw that the commercial, I told Andre about it right away. I said, this was a really, really powerful way to convey the story. So let me set the scene for you. So there's this dad uh, who's driving uh, his, his Subaru, his um, SUV Subaru. And his wife's in the passenger seat and his two kids are in the back. And there comes this moment on the road where he kind of, there's a car that pulls out and he immediately presses on his brakes. So you hear the screeching tires and they cut from that scene and they start playing the scenes of his children's life and his time with his wife and so you see you know them playing on the trampoline and laughing and smiling and birthday parties and christmases and you know his wife getting presents and just kind of scenes like that i'm not sure if those are the exact scenes but just kind of that vibe of this was our life together so he's driving the car presses on his brakes and his life flashes before his eyes in the form of these clips that you get to see and and you see the dynamic of the family and now this is probably a 30 second commercial or you know 20 seconds it's not very long but you got it you got the story the story is they have a great life and in this moment their life could be in danger and it cuts back to the car and this particular Subaru had some additional safety features that were really unique to this vehicle. And those safety features allowed him to avoid the accident. And, and the premise of the commercial was from Subaru is like, we've got your back. You know, you we're, we're here to keep you safe because we know how important safety is to you. I have seen a lot of car commercials about safety. Like, I mean, that's one of the things you mean, you've seen the dummies crashing into the walls and that kind of thing. But this, this told this story in a way that I've never seen before. And I thought that's the way that you tell a story in a brand because it really connected to your emotions and you really, you really got it as opposed to, I'm going to tell you this other story. I'm not going to tell you the brand because I, I don't want to hate. I just, I just, yeah, I'll just tell you the story. So the commercial is uh, this guy is um, standing in his living room and he, he states his problem. He's like, I, I don't have time to clean. He said, I'm really busy and my stuff gets really, you know, dusty and I don't have time to clean. So they introduce the product and um, they show him using the product around his really dusty house and then that's the end and i i watched that commercial and i was like that commercial that product didn't even solve his problem like his problem was that he didn't have time it took him too much time to clean and that he didn't have time because of his busy life and the product just was a tool that he could use when he's cleaning and i was like oh man like it makes me so sad when I see brands that are telling really terrible stories. Like, oh, this, I told you, I told you. I'm like obsessed with brands. This is what I do. I just, I think about this stuff all day long. Like I walk into Target. I'm like, okay, they hung this this way because the lighting is this way. And this communicates this. And they have this in front because it says this. Like, 
all of these things are constantly going through my mind. So I'm glad that I could share like my ultra like crazy nerdiness with you. Maybe you'll think about brands differently as you're like, you know, curling your hair like I am. Like, why did they place the logo on this particular part of the appliance? Like, why is it packaged this way? All of it. All of it has a specific intentionality behind it. There's not one part of it that's not intentional. Speaking of intentional, this next girl personal brand. So there's personal brands, which is brands that are the face, like the face is the person. And then there's, you know, obviously the bigger brands where, you know, like Tiffany's, for example, they don't have the face of Tiffany's. Like the face of Tiffany's is uh, the different, you know, celebrities or whoever is like endorsing it. And uh, if, if a brand is not a personal brand, they have to use celebrities or actors and that kind of thing to give the brand a face because people don't, by brands, they, they want to hear from people, not necessarily brands. So, uh, so they use different, you know, obviously that's the strategy behind hiring, you know, Julia Roberts to sell different perfume and things like that, because it makes us feel safer in making a purchase because if Julia is buying it, then we all know that we're willing to try it, especially the girls that, uh, watched Julia's rom-coms growing up. And I talked about that in the last podcast. So this next girl, I just saw her, she just came out as, I mean, she's been a queen, but she just, she just brought it this last year. So my next one is Taylor Swift. Let me, let me break down some epic brand strategy that she has going on. Please remember when you are seeing your favorite celebrity or your favorite musician, remember that every single thing that they're doing is extremely intentional for their brand. Everything that they're allowing people to see or not allowing people to see is very, very intentional. If somebody has a persona, that is a personal brand. So when we're, when we say, you know, oh, I know Tay because I follow her and we, we know what she allows us to know. Queen Taylor Swift so you you know you know my obsession with taylor runs deep especially this year because this year for me was like i mean i knew that her and i were close but we got closer this year because um when she came out with her uh last album the reputation album she insanely brilliantly played her brand her personal brand card so hard I just my jaw was on the floor so we all know that Taylor you know she she makes up her own songs and she sings about things that are going on in her life and so it's not a surprise to us when we hear um, some of the references from other celebrities mentioned in her songs because those were obviously things that happened in her life and that's stuff that she does but she took some major hate moments and she turned them into a freaking empire and made millions of dollars off of it. And I just was like, that's how you do it. Like if, if somebody's going to come at you with hate or whatever, and it's no, I have no, nothing but respect for all these people involved. It's not about whose side we're on here. Okay. So I'm not naming names. But when you when you have been through something that that public and you are personal brand and you decide instead of running away from it you turn towards it and you 
you make an empire out of it and you sell a heck of a lot of concert seats and I was there at the concert, I just, I mean, I was slow clapping. Like when I found out behind the scenes, she was, uh, she did these Instagram stories, which by the way, this was branding, this is marketing. So she did all these Instagram stories about her tour, like the different things that were gonna be on her um, tour and all this, all the stage set up and the microphones and all this stuff. Very strategic. This was not an accident. This was not a lackadaisical decision. This was a business decision. She's telling us all the Swifties, this is why you want to come. Look at my bedazzled microphone. And we're all like, oh my gosh, yes, we're coming. So she took all these moments and she incorporated them into her song and she turned towards them instead of away from them. Her entire everything was based around snakes. Everything. When she was publicly like called a snake. And, in, and I feel like you got to have a lot of strength as a woman to take all of that and everybody knows it. Everybody knows what that's in reference to. And just sing your little heart out and dance around the stage and just own it. And I just am so inspired. Like she, she inspires the heck out of me that she did that because you all know that there's gonna be a hater somewhere. I mean, we've all like, I feel like everybody's had that one person or those few people that have said things about us. And I'm like, you know what? I posted this on my Instagram a while ago. I was like, if some of haters are going to hate, like print a t-shirt and sell a heck of a lot of them because that's what you do. And you know what was really, um, what I thought was really cool about her is that when all that drama was happening, like she might have had moments uh, privately, but she did not, she didn't lash, like she kept it classy that's one of the staples of Taylor's personal brand is like she keeps it really classy. And you know what? She makes mistakes. Like she's not perfect in the mix. But again, like just learning about how to run a personal brand from people that are doing it that well and that are that successful and are, that are able to um, connect with their fans in the middle of like some of the worst moments. I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is like goals right now. So... So I am finishing up my hair. I'm putting some oil in the ends and I have managed to get ready with you. Like I'm so, this is so great. This is so, I felt like I was like hanging out with my friends while getting ready. It was awesome. So, so those are the brands to follow. Speaking of brands to follow, this oil for my hair, this Chi Argon oil, it's my favorite oil. Um, yeah, it's amazing. Definitely get some of that. So let me know what you think about these brands. If there's some that I missed, um, I will definitely do another podcast about it. Because again, like I just love brands. Like I, if I'm not like talking about it with you, I'll be thinking about it. And you know, this is, this is my world. This is the world I live in. So if you think this was interesting, let me know. And I will talk to you guys again soon. So have a great rest of your day. And be sure, like pay attention to brands that you love. Like what are they doing? What can you emulate? Because it is amazing how much um, a personal brand will give you access just to love, encourage, and give back to other people. And really that should be the purpose of a brand anyway. So, all right guys, take care. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.